I'm really excited about doing this episode with you while you're half asleep. I mean... <laughs> it's happening either way. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Ooh. You're getting married today. Congratulations. Oh my god. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Them. Those Them, people. You, you, they are getting... On the day that you're getting married, you need to start this episode and let this be the first experience you have on your wedding okay day. wait uh in in three seconds press play as you walk down the aisle three two one run as fast as you can he has a secret life oh i'm doing the genovia <laughs> theme from princess diaries wow that it like rang a bell but i couldn't place it anywhere he's and i lying never would have gotten to, to genovia you. he's lying to you he's lying See, I was going to go for something more like, I don't know, like Sixpence Done the Richer or like... So, besides lying and liking pictures of other guys, what do men actually do? I mean, this is a rhetorical question that just tells us about your current state and how you're feeling about men, more so than it shares information about men. Like, do they, like, do yard work? Is that a thing? (sighs) I feel like they can I don't only think men do yard work. They anymore. can only grasp two things at a time, and they're like, "Shit, I'm already lying, <laughs> and I'm already liking all of these other shirtless men and underwears put photos online. I can't do anything else. It's impossible." Are you okay? I'm I, I'm literally like making this up. I have no feelings yeah, about who are you talking about? Who's liking all these? Pictures? Gabe, I'm practicing material on you. Like, just let me have this moment. What? <laughs> You're, I hate when you don't catch on to when what I'm I opposite, doing. When I do the opposite of yes end and I go, what? I'm just going to, I'm mad at you. This whole episode, I'm going to be mad at you. Well, see, here's the issue. I think about you men. You always have a fucking issue. I think about men 0% of the time right now. So you talking about men, I'm like, I don't care. I'm done. Even staring, looking at a man right now is triggering me. It's triggering my fight or flight. We're going to fight. And I just couldn't care about anything. Like, it's <laughs> that's where I am right now. I uh so I spent a beautiful day with my family yeah, at you Disneyland. Just Disneyed it up yesterday for my nephew's uh birthday, his second birthday. You we proceeded to start to sing the happy birthday it song was to him, in which he screamed and <laughs> said no, and required us to sing the garbage pr- truck song. Well, that from was YouTube. the mood he was in. Because well, he was already singing it, so we were like, it was. Oh, as you guys if, were interrupting, right? It was as if like. You started singing right now that song that I don't know, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, no, no!" Ah. <laughs> That's what we're saying. <laughs> That's what was happening to him, and he's like, "No, I'm not about to be showed up by all of these people right now." But I'm how do you respond to the garbage truck song? He was also eating a cupcake, and it was cute. Yeah, I'm sure. So he's two. Uh, I'm old, and well, you're not two. Are you <sighs> jealous of him being two? I wish I had his like really soft, clean skin. Oh. That's two-year-old skin, guys. It's if hard you, to get I'm really skin. curious about Accutane. So somebody oh. like message me and say like, "Don't do it" or "Do it." I know someone who did because I don't trust doctors. Who doctors did told us that uh, OJ didn't do it. Hey, if you're my friend who did Accutane, hit me up because I know some people. Hey, who did Accutane. Accutane friends. Hey, who are you? Light that signal. Have you? Are you very harmed by the sun? Let us know. <laughs> Can you go outside? Text me. I should say that I spent some quality time with Sasha, your cat. Mm, yes. And it was very lovely. But I also, like, 
less than 30 minutes ago, I was sitting, just sitting next to Sasha. She wasn't even on me. We were just sitting next to each other because we're friends and that's how yeah. we spend time together. Sort of like and us, you immediately yeah. were like, Sasha, you shouldn't be that close to Gabe. And I was like, no, we're hanging out. I like her here. Then not five minutes passed and I sneezed five times, had to use my <laughs> inhaler. And now I can like hear my allergies in my throat. So nice if I sound you, like allergies. a frog, it's just because I've been hanging out with Sasha just near her. Not even. We had a nice night last night. She yeah. was sitting on the bed. I was sitting on the bed. We never touched each other. I still got allergies. We didn't talk. But we had a nice evening. That's all I'm trying to do with somebody is like, we're sitting in the bed together. We're not talking. We don't talk. Don't talk to me. I go. I'm so like back and forth between. It, it's just a part of my unstableness right now. Like, let. What are you looking at? I can't remember. Oh, I'm so mad at you. I'm We're sorry. fighting. Why? I was listening to you. I just can't remember if this is your water or my water. I don't have one in here. Great. Then this is my Mine water. Mine is this giant smart water bottle. It's left over from when I was here earlier. Smart water and bottle. And I'm going to drink from it. Um. So that over there is the uh, ferocious sea witch. Ferocious? Uh, that's so nice of Of the Pacific say. Ocean. Galabriel. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if my name were Galabriel. And who am I? And that over there is the Earth Spirit from Ancient Yore, Kroken Mukri. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like haven't even taken a strong allergy pill. I'm Trolltron. just totally normal and so um, right now. Trollton is what I Trollton, I'm the more, Earth Spirit from I'm Ancient I'm not an days. Earth Spirit. That's too cool. I'm I'm definitely you... like you know the thing in Harry Potter that they lift out of the pot and it screams and you have to like grind it up to get people out of yeah. petrification that's me a man drake i'm a man drake <laughs> <laughs> except i'm not into millie bobby brown can i oh yikes can i talk to you about something not important but that i want to talk to you about and this is best exes <laughs> so yeah and welcome to something that's not very important but we want to talk oh, to you about so mad best you. exes so years ago i used to love watching extreme home makeover on abc yeah I used to love it. I have feelings about I that. would watch these people every single time they just knocked their house completely to the ground and yeah, rebuilt their house. Because their old house was shit. I always wished that that were happening to me and my family. I wanted a big house. <laughs> I giant wanted to be house. knocked over and made over. I wanted someone to just trash my room and build a new room. Like it was an exciting program. Yeah. I almost said program. Oh, I loved it. I almost said program, but I feel like I shouldn't rely on You're not on the BBC. Jokes. Um,. We're not on any network. I really enjoyed it back in the day, even though it was like pretty silly and it, the show is what it is. It had Ty. It had Ty, oh. that designer remember who was when gay, Ty's but like husband, had a tattoo, so he was Remember when Ty's husband got washed away in the... <sighs> no, that's Nate Berkus. Oh, no. Oh, Ty's not gay. Ty's gay. Oh, Ty is completely gay. Are you kidding? Ty is gay. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is now hosting He it. is now You hosting. have to have a gay... You just totally derailed me by making me think about that movie. Every with day, Campbell. gay people are making other people's lives better. Just that let tsunami it really impacted me emotionally. Uh, I and that movie was Naomi really Watts' rough. whole titty was out. It was chopped off almost. It was a really <laughs> rough movie to watch. I was making a quiche. It really scarred me. The Nate Burkus, I'm so sorry. Your husband got washed away. Um, this fine. is we're not talking about Nate Burkus. We're talking about that guy Ty from So back to Extreme, Extreme Home Makeover. Home so tsunami. they've brought the the show back. Jesse yes. Tyler Ferguson and Early others Tiger are Jackson. hosting. And this is what I got to say. It's the worst show I've ever seen. I hate it entirely now because I'm too aware of what's happening. This is what's happening. 
Construction Sarah. Let's just call her I Construction just Sarah. I watched it. It was delightful. I'm so glad you're finding joy in it because I'm sad. My mom's going to be mad at you. Not. Here's what. Here was. Here's my experience a few days ago. Construction Sarah is talking to a group of extras from Central Casting about the design of the kitchen. None of these people are actually going to work on the kitchen. It's all for the show. It's all ugly construction people. telling us about the design for the kitchen on all these TVs from Best Buy. Go to bestbuy.com slash up your asshole to buy this TV. You got it, extras? I don't know any of your names. Break, and I'll never see you again. That's a really long... Then we (laughs) jump over to some celebrity chef that they brought in to consult on the design of the kitchen. It was and all he does is say, hey, why don't we add a second Tyler island? Tyler Florence. Tyler Florence. He shows up. Let's add a second island. There were eight minutes, eight minutes of showtime devoted to him saying, let's add a second oh, island. see, I came in at the end and was confused why the white lady had mixed children. Uh, foster care. I know, but like that was figure. But I sat down and my mother was watching this and I was like, what's happening? I felt like the show was the TV equivalent of when you click on a website and you're in the middle of reading an article and like 17 pop up ads pop up and you have to keep clicking them to close them down. That was the whole show. I think because it's on a new network. They don't have the sponsorship thought, yet. Is it? So in order to secure the sponsorship, they had to do plugs. Well, see, I knew there would be plugs. And my my guess is that it was this is what it was back in the day. I was just too young to immediately notice, like, oh, here's another yeah. sponsorship. But now when I watch it, it's literally every second is just fake moments created in order to promote a product. Yeah. And then they show the house at the end. The thing that I took offense to was at one point they like FaceTimed the family. Ugh. And it was on a really big screen for all the extras to look uh-huh. at. If my FaceTime face was ever blown up <laughs> to that size, I would sue. I would leave with that whole show. Mm-hmm. I would every single person involved would be fired. They yep. would be in jail. Yep. They would be scrubbing toilets for pennies. <laughs> and I would be pissed. And I would burn that entire studio down if my face was ever blown up. That That's big. totally understandable. So, with that being said, no. The other thing that bothered me is that there was a point where Tyler Florence opened the fridge. Florence Tyler. And the edge of the fridge hit the handle of the oven, and then they just closed it real quick to be like, everything's fine here, when clearly they put the fridge too close to the oven. There were two ovens. And I'm, because when you build a house in 14 hours or whatever the hell they do, like something's gonna happen. I was just assault. I was, I felt. Like they, the producers were calling me stupid by them thinking I would believe that construction Sarah was talking to actual contractors instead of a bunch of people they just threw t-shirts on. I see construction Sarah. I thought acted her part really well. Oh, she deserves a daytime Emmy nomination, but she does not deserve any kind of architectural award. I liked all of the reassurance Tyler Jesse Ferguson, Jesse Filance Ferguson, Jesse Filance gave this kid at the end when they like were seeing the house and everyone's crying, and he was like, "This is where you're gonna live forever," and I'm like, first of all, they can't afford the mortgage." So no, it's free. No, it's not. They pay the house off. Nope. <laughs> I didn't watch the beginning, but that's how the show used to be. Nope. Many people had to foreclose on their houses before because they couldn't afford the uh, oh, utilities no. and the mortgage. Oh, the utilities. Oh, you have to pay the taxes. You don't pay the mortgage. You have to pay the taxes. Oh, the yes, this is all. And the taxes the for the four hundred dollar, the four hundred thousand dollar house that they got, they can't afford that. They had to foreclose. So Oof. it actually like screwed over. I think more people than it did, which Oof. is why the show was canceled. So then, what's happening now? So now. 
know. My mom, because that's what I said, because I don't enjoy it because of the reality of it. Like, oh, I'm, I realized that this actually was not a great thing for people. And it's like, oh, look at us. We're HGTV. We're great. Everything's perfect. And I don't believe in that. Um, and she said, like, no, there's, like, some other thing around or whatever. And they figure it out. And that's why they do so many, like, solar panels sure. and all of this. So then the utilities are manageable. That makes sense. But you still have, like you're still going to pay the property tax girl and look it should be said that like i'm aware this is how all those shows go like when chip and joanna Gaines have a conversation mm. about the crack in the foundation that's staged for the show they've already talked about it i get that they've already fixed it. but this was like oh and how on so house much. hunters they've already bought the house yeah probably no i read this recently oh, that no. anytime you watch house hunters they've already bought the house I always wondered how they could just like choose. Isn't from that the wild? Th- like choose from the three, and then they always get the house. I'm like, other people sometimes bid on the house, and you don't get it. Nope they they, they only already c- have because imagine the show being lame where they do the tour of all this house, all these houses, and then they don't get it. Wow, so it's like in retrospect, it sure is, and that's why everyone. The more you learn about things you love, yeah. the more you hate it. But see, I still love all those HGTV. Like, love it or list it is just like a pageant of the British woman and an American or a Canadian man like yelling oh, at each other. But other, I still love it. The other thing I found out you'll, you'll actually hate this about Love It or List oh, It no. is the people regardless of what the couple do the producers decide whether or not they will love it i'm using finger quotes really love it or list it and the, the people people already fucking stayed there or they left but they're like so some people legitimately left that house and they said they loved it and then they filmed them. oh my god you mean like oh that's a bummer but it's then, just whatever but, makes a better storyline producers are doing a bad job because 95 percent of people always love it and stay well, but I think they make it 50-50, even though the majority of people, I think, love it. Because who wants to move? Well, nobody wants to move. But I'm saying... No one wants to move out. Literally ever. yesterday, a marathon of that show was on, and my mom, after, like, I think we watched six episodes, only one couple let like left their house and listed it. But they probably stayed. <laughs> and they probably stayed. Well, I'm so, just saying, I felt... Way to ruin television. I was excited to watch Extreme Home Makeover, and then I felt like they were calling me stupid by, like, how overtly the product placement well, was. Well, you know. I was waiting for Tina Fey to, like, pop out and make a joke about it. it well, was so aggressive. the next... Oh, no, I can't even start that, because I can't remember. There was, like, a special star in the next episode that was coming on, and I was like, don't do that. Uh, it was, like, Tiffany Haddish or something. Yikes. She's, like, on the fucking show being like, you guys like your house? <laughs> It's my Tiffany Haddish voice. Just a loud voice. You guys fucking like your house? Hey! Tiffany uh, Haddish. I actually really like Tiffany um, Haddish. I do. I really like Tiffany Haddish, too. Who would you say is your least favorite celebrity that exists? Mm, you know who mine is. Pete Davidson. You hate Pete Davidson the most? No, that's yours, isn't it? No. Oh. Billy Eichner. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That I can only obvious. hate somebody who is on the same playing field as me see i know i have one and it's not coming to mind if i had clear skin mm, kevin james no i don't hate kevin james i just want to murder him um oh i think we don't have to be negative who's your favorite celebrity oh we already know that who's my favorite donald glover oh yeah (laughs) um I don't know. One isn't coming to mind. That's a problem. Uh, maybe it's Kevin Costner or a Dennis Quaid. I don't know. No, I don't care about Who? those people enough to hate no. them. Oh, that you dislike. 
I like Kevin Costner. Why? He's basically just a flannel shirt on a hanger that they put in front of a camera. He's good in things. Is he? Oh, I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, Who was in Birdman? Um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, I like Michael Keaton. I was like, don't come after Michael no, Keaton I like that. It was Michael Keaton. Oh. Um, well, no. <laughs> well, yeah. So the facade of reality television and how fake it actually is, I think, is wonderful because today is our reality TV oh, theme. Wow. So today we're going to be diving into the intricacies yes. and the romances and sometimes the rivalries that mm. come up with reality television. Bum, bum, what? Okay. So if you don't watch reality TV... You're not going to understand anything about what yeah, we're about to talk will. about we with will. The Bachelor. Yeah, we will. We Oh, do you want to talk about The Bachelor? Oh. Okay. This isn't these aren't the breakups, but me should no, probably no. talk about it. So, a week bit. 9 just happened. <sighs> okay. Uh my Well, I my head hurts. <laughs> uh so the 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 fantasy suite dates just happened where only two of the three happened because they did my girl Madison so fucking Do you want to explain really quick what the fantasy suite date means? It's your you're allowed to fuck overnight yeah, date. Yeah, it's the sex Because date. y'all have been on a public, very public, everything that you two do together is televised with a crew of like, do you think there's like 15 people at a oh, time more. on a date with I think them? more. Well, I think uh, no, more people are involved, but at a time, I think, for each I date, think like on set, 15, there's 20. probably like 20 to 25 people. So romantic dates with 20 to 25 people telling you to stop because your mic isn't working. Mm -hmm. That date, none of those dates, you know, get you prepared to actually spend an overnight, which we're not even sure if that's even real or not. Who even knows? I Um, think it's Like where, oh, you two get to be in a room alone until 9 a.m. And there's no crew in there except on the other side of the the glass door. Except outside waiting and listening. Waiting with your mic still on. But yeah, they they get presented with an envelope that says like... And a key. Hey, you guys have had a date. Do you want to stay overnight and fuck? Yes or no? Yeah. Check one. And Peter, my boy Peter, who's not my boy. The Bachelor is the worst. He's probably the worst Bachelor that has ever been. Come at mm. me, Peter. Fly on over here and talk to me about it. Um, he clearly just wanted to fuck Victoria. Like, that's the only reason he <laughs> kept her around. <laughs> and Madison, my, my girl Madison, says, I don't feel comfortable with you proposing to me six days after you fucked somebody else. Yes. Now she's a Christian, didn't say the word, the F word, but she said like, in theory, like, well, essentially said, that's weird. I don't want that. And it would make me uncomfortable if you did sleep with the other women. And he's like, I love her. I wouldn't do anything to hurt her. All the lies men tell. Yeah. But he really wanted to fuck Victoria. And then Hannah Ann, Hannah Ann to me is sitting here just like, I'm not the villain of the season at all, which Victoria is the villain of life, um, like of all life, well, like a life a quick, in America. Just to paint a quick picture, uh, Victoria is the bitch, Hannah Ann is the child, the little oh. cherub angel face child, and Madison is the virgin. What was the joke we made? That she had her first period on the show? Oh yeah, she is... <laughs> currently experiencing her first puberty on the television (laughs) show i think what we need to do at least i would love this to happen after this season wraps up and when if and when after therapy 
he breaks up with whomever he chooses i would love to bring jordan back onto the podcast yes and maybe give her the assignment of telling us the breakup story of whoever he's about to pretend actually break up with i would love it i think that would be wonderful. i didn't think she was watching it and then i was giving my mom a rundown because every week because she's not watching it but i have to tell someone like i have to tell someone how frustrated i am you have to express it to get it out of your body i tell her and then jordan was like actually like it like adding to it and i was like oh she's been watching it too oh yeah we like outed each other it was I like spider-man pointing watching. at spider-man meme like <laughs> oh no you you weren't supposed to be watching this either it's terrible but yeah it's it's so frustrating and here's the thing guys we know it's bad people that are like that's why holier than thou it. that are like Oh, I would never watch The Bachelor. Oh, okay, but girl, you watch listen. like football. That shit's pointless as hell. Like, so what? It doesn't matter what people are watching. All of it's stupid. All of it's pointless. It's just entertaining. It's just entertaining. I mean, we're That's talking it. about a it's, scenario. You're watching overproduced fake reality TV. You're talking about a situation in which a Christian virgin came onto a show to potentially marry a man who was known for having lots of sex with girls, hoping that he would be the man of God in her household. And she tells him, please don't have sex with the other girls. And he says, I hear you, then has sex with the other girls. And they did her, her and date And no last. one's surprised. And oh, they made all those girls stay in the same room. Yeah, it's really <laughs> something. So I do think this is, I think... I think we should have Jordan on to recap this for us in the yeah. coming weeks. I might want to forget all about it when it's over. Yeah. But I it's going to be an ending that's never been seen. The Bachelor is an interesting one because I have to have feelings about The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I don't have to I either have to really dislike them or I really always like The them. Bachelorette. I don't think there's ever been one I haven't liked. I didn't like the last one. Hannah B is iconic. Are you kidding me? Hannah B. Hannah B. won Dancing with the Stars. No one named Hannah B. is iconic. <laughs> okay, she's Hannah B. because there were multiple Hannahs. Exactly. <laughs> There's also a Hannah Ann in this season. Uh-oh. Hannah is a very popular Bachelor or Bachelorette contestant name. Anyways, Hannah was 24 years old at the beginning of her life, in her prime. And she came on the show, and that's who she she dumped Peter because he's awful and then she ended up choosing a guy who was only there for his career which is all of them all of them but (laughs) he was doing it the worst i would like to hear jordan's thoughts on this because i firmly believe that every single person who appears on the bachelor or the bachelorette actually could give a shit about finding love and just wants to be on tv i I, firmly believe i would do it just to be then be on bachelor in paradise so then i could be the first ever same sex real relationship that happens i don't know who else would i don't know the guy who would be on it i mean but that's why we are here to tell you the very first season of the gay bachelor will be happening and I will be the first gay bachelor. You heard it here first, Ooh, folks. It's going to be rough. Um, so we're not actually covering The Bachelor today. No. It's just front of mind because it's Formal. so bad. Yeah, but I just needed to say yeah. something about it. I also just needed to take a moment. And for people who are like, oh, I would never watch something like that. Okay, everyone watches something that's terrible. Yeah. Like. It's not. I watch a lot of we're not things. watching it because it's good. We our opinion about it is not this is really good television. It's this is really good television as this is the worst thing I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Like that's and like we say it all the time where I say like Victoria is good television. She's the worst. She's a gaslighter. It's, it's bingeable, awful. trashy television. That's but sometimes what we're here for. You don't need to watch eh, like oh oh sorry, I only watch Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. Like only shows I don't, that win Emmys. Like, like no, I don't care. Like I wanna watch terrible shows. Like I will proudly say that multiple times I have tried to watch Chernobyl. Oh, well, and within, that was actually good. within five to ten minutes, the real housewives are on. Because you know what? <laughs> I don't need to watch people, like, turn knobs and talk about... Te- like, there's a time and place, and the it's not always... The turned, and that's why it happened. It's not always the time and place for Chernobyl. Sometimes it's the time and place for uh, starfucker people trying to get famous for our enjoyment. I think that's how everybody in Chernobyl felt. Like, this is not the time for Chernobyl. <laughs> this as, is not the time As radiation for... was ripping their skin off. I'm sorry for oh, any survivors. You want to hear something yeah. sad? Well, not sad. About Good. Chernobyl? Good. Yes. I watched a video where uh, one of the main medical officers dealing with the outbreak of Chernobyl uh, watched scenes from Chernobyl and fact-checked them, and they're pretty much all wrong. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, like, the bad things happen. Is it because I ruined uh, Love It or List It for you, or... <laughs> oh, does that bum you out? No, I didn't think it was factual. Oh, it was okay. good acting. Okay, good. It was really good acting and good storytelling. I didn't. I don't care if things are factual. Oh, good. Then we're fine. I was like, Jojo Rabbit was such a good representation of Hitler. It's like, no, I liked it because of the storytelling <laughs> and the acting. Oh, okay. Like... I, nothing that you see is ever real. It's always based on a true story because the true story isn't interesting enough because every day, like in a week there 95% of my time I'm sitting in my room looking at memes. That is not a good television show. But the time where like I'm on a date and a guy tells me, Eh, what have guys told me? What haven't they told me? What rabbit hole? Are you Anyways, uh, like that's more interesting. Of like when they say something, like, and it's like eh, I should have this scene in it instead of like the real life, which is me not doing anything. So I don't sure. know. None of it's real. It, take it with a grain of salt. It's just there to be entertaining. But it, it's like no, I'm not gonna turn around and be like, wow, I'm an expert on Chernobyl. That, well, like, no, what I just everyone who was talking to me about Chernobyl was talking about it like, a, can you believe this all went down? And then I watched <laughs> well, the thing and it was like, well, it didn't really go down. Like the that. events did like that. Sure, the nuclear plant did explode sure, sure. and like everything like that happened. But yeah, I'm sure the in, the tiny the details of everything were like eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, yeah. At one point, there were a bunch of naked miners. The so real thing, the real thing that I should say is sad is that I watched it even through some of the horrifying parts, and I found it all very boring. <laughs> well, that's because you're dead inside. <laughs> like someone's, you know, bleeding through their shirt as they're, and I'm just like, but, I gotta watch Real Housewives. But I know bored. that that's fake, so I, like, I'm not, I don't react to it. The things that do affect me are like. When I'm watching like a murder documentary and it's like, oh, these are, this was the real oh, person. Sure. Like that. So that will affect me. And I actually had to take a break from some true crime podcasts for a bit because the one about the Candyman, not the Jordan Peele movie coming out. That's not the real story. Um, no, but the Candyman, Dean Car- Coral that those murders are so upsetting oh yeah those are very the, the Candyman horror movies it's are so very different upsetting. Than real. but when i've been saying that people are like oh yeah i haven't seen that i'm like i'm talking about a real person not the 
movie with the bees. Like I haven't even seen it. Um, <gasps> that is the movie with the bees. How interesting. I know. It's like, I know, I kind of like know what everything, like what every movie is in show. I just haven't seen it. Right. Like, cause you'll bring up things or like my dad will bring up things and I'm just like, I know what it is, but I don't need to see it to know what it is. Like I'm good. Well, yeah, because that original one's been around forever. I'm excited to see that one. That's the one that Kyle's in. Yes. So it'll be interesting God. to watch him die. I'm sure he dies. Oh, Kyle, I'm sorry. I love you, Kyle, but you're, you're definitely going to die. You're totally going to die. Um, I I just basically went on that rant to basically make the very um, fact-based case that trashy television is as good as Chernobyl. <laughs> so there's, you know what I mean? Like, Where is trashy television's four Emmys? No, they win Emmys. I think they win Emmys. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... They are the same. I'm just saying, They're like, not... <laughs> your, like, highfalutin television programming isn't better than two yeah. women screaming at each other on a balcony in tight dresses drinking rosé. It all has a place in our culture. It does, and everybody has a different version of entertainment than mm-hmm. you, and it doesn't make it right mm-hmm. or wrong. Like, I even saw today, this, like, frustrates me whenever I see it, people being like, Friends isn't even that funny. <sighs> well, First of okay. all... Yeah, first of all, that opinion is invalid because to you. many millions of people, it is. It's the most watched program until it was taken off. Most watched program on Netflix. It beat The Office. Well, you don't it have to think else. it's funny. But... I know, but you don't have to think it's funny. But saying it isn't and people who think yeah. it is are wrong makes you sound stupid. Well, it's because like... It want- it has like 40 Emmys and it, the cast are all like incredible and the show, all the characters were nominated for things and the writers have gone on to write all of your other favorite well, shows. Well, it's just like, so you like, don't have uh, to think it's funny, but you're not a hero for saying Well, and it, just because you liked Living Single and it was before it doesn't mean Friends was bad. Like, because okay. the, the whole like, well, I love Living Single and Friends was terrible. They can both be good. Like, yeah, I've never heard I love Friends and I liked Living Single. So like, I've never heard that. It's a all that count. same. All that could also be said about the Big Bang Theory, which you hate. I just hate that type of comedy, which is the same where I hate the type of dialogue in Gilmore Girls. They're both good shows, sure, but I hate the type of comedy. That's valid. I th- I, the I'm smart and your stupid comedy is boring to me. And the I'm gonna, I know what you're going to say before you even say it type of writing is weird to me. Except you like Sorkin. But he doesn't do that. Yeah. They, they process their words. They think about it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I've watched all of these. I am entitled to my opinion. Paladino is basically Sorkin for like women audiences. <laughs> She's the woman Sorkin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know Shonda, where you're coming from. And Shonda is the Sorkin for like mainstream network audiences. Interesting. Yeah, because Shonda, Shonda has is, a Sorkin quality. Shonda is Jesus incarnate. Like, well, he's yes. back, and it's Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> Let's be real. I love Shonda Rhimes. Jesus has returned, For, no. and he's Shonda. Rhimes. And uh, okay, I know Shonda Rhimes is like difficult to work with, and that's why everybody quits no! grays or whatever. She but she is so good apparently. at storytelling, and I just want to work with her. And I think it would be so fun. And I don't know, Grey's Anatomy is still one of the best shows, even though it's been on too long don't tell me 
No, you no, no, like no, no, no. it. You watched all of it. No, no, me. I wasn't going to criticize it at all. No. I just, I might have watched a little bit of an episode when I was with my folks this week, except I think it was not actually Grey's Anatomy. Station 19? No. Were there hot firefighters? No. Maybe the it was a the fever only dream. thing that all of those Shonda shows do wrong is none of those people in real life are hot. I have That's never TV. met a hot doctor. I have. Okay, so good for you. <laughs> but it's not the norm. But not every single chief of each department is like banging. I just told you that I was having, I had a dream the other night and I woke up from the dream because I realized that the doctor in it was hot and that's not real life. So I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> when I was hospitalized and I was at the hospital waiting to go to a treatment facility, mm-hmm. the nurse who was sitting in a chair facing me because I was a risk uh, was like CW hot. Oh, weird. And it was weird because then, like, one of his, like, nurse friends came by and they were talking about their young children. And I was like, you're not real. Like, am I hallucinating this? <laughs> like, they started giving me drugs at this point, but I was like, there's no. And he's like, yeah, after work, I'm going to go climbing. Like, he's going to rock climb before he gets back to his wife who, like, has two beautiful children. Like, what universe is this? And I was like, eh. So I, I chalked it all up to that weird fever dream. <laughs> Your life got some supporting characters from the CW. I was like, what hospital? Are we in Seattle Grace? Um <laughs> Well, we've been talking for a half hour about television. <laughs> Let's talk more about it. So, well, I'm going first. So today, I'm talking about one of the, the things that I'm most passionate about right now on reality television. And the newest season of it will be starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In our time, you will already be two weeks into it. By yeah, the time it'll you're already be happening to this. when you listen. Today, I'm going to do a story... From Drag Race, RuPaul, <laughs> Charles Race. <laughs> From Drag Race, Rubens. Ruben Styles, Drag Racing. Uh, no, I will be doing the story of Shangela and Trixie Mattel, All-Star Season 3 of RuPaul's Drag Race. As friends or as lovers? As the competition. <gasps> this is delightful. Because it's a very interesting political study. <laughs> this season did something that had never been done before. And it has a very debatable end. Which b- to, between who you are, you either firmly agree with who won or you firmly disagree. And there is no in between. Wow. And we will be diving into that. But before we get into season All-Stars 3, we will be talking about the people involved. Which I will be focusing mainly on Shangela. Okay. Shangela Laquifa Wadley. <laughs> wow, her full name is so good. <laughs> Whose real name is Darius Jeremy, mm-hmm. also known as DJ Pierce. So I will be referring to him as DJ. Okay. Now, these girls are drag queens. So if you hear me at one moment call him him, and then another call him her, and she, they're all accurate. Every pronoun is accurate. Because... They are drag queens. And with them, it, when you are being your character, you are her. Yes. And when, but this, but pretty much any drag queen, I will always refer to them as she. But sometimes I will say he. A little nuance. I'm sorry, it's confusing. A little nuance for people who don't actually watch drag race yes. and stuff. So, yeah, essentially, like your actual, like, day to day persona, persona oh, yeah. or self is your actual chosen pronouns of yeah. he or whatever but then when you're in drag you you, you use female pronouns yeah. but 
oftentimes when drag queens talk about other queens, even just like in life, like I had lunch with her, her yesterday, it's the female pronouns pronoun stay because it's like a, the, it's respecting the persona. So, so those yeah. pronouns stay beyond. So drag queens, where I'm not going to talk about drag kings, which mm-hmm. is the thing. Drag queens is all about female impersonation. Mm-hmm. You can be a woman. And or a man. It's like there are tra- trans competitors mm-hmm. that have been on here. There are female drag all queens. of them. Yeah, it's all legitimate. But a drag queen is female personification. Yes. The drag kings, you're valid. But I'm not talking about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is how I feel to the government. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're real. You can get married now. Stop complaining. Um. So with drag race, this entire. Th- portion of mine is going to be my gay term of the week <laughs> there are fair. going to be a lot of drag queen names i don't i'm not going to stop and explain who they are i will sometimes say what season and the dynamic and everything like that and i actually am leaning on you a little bit to give us some background on a character because you okay. know a lot about them oh okay so we're going to be starting with shangela dj she grew up as an only child to a single army vet mom a hardworking aunt and her grandparents, and they were all her biggest supporters. And his grandfather was a pig farmer, and he's like his biggest fan. Oh, cute. So DJ's childhood was spent singing in the church choir, yeah. playing Atari, and tracing dresses from the bridal section of her, his grandmother's J.C. Penney catalog. That's so cute. Very cute. One of Shangela's first performances in drag was when she was 16 years old. DJ had a book report for his English class. The book was Huck Finn, and DJ rewrote the lyrics to Tina Turner's Proud Mary and performed as Jim from the book, and it earned her a very high grade. Wow. (laughs) DJ attended Southern Methodist University along Sahara Davenport. Oh, who was also in season two, uh, Wish Angela. And her mother is Alyssa Edwards, drag mother. Uh. So drag mother is the person who first put you into drag. Mm -hmm. So that's our first term. So if you hear drag mother, it means the person who put my face and my wig and my heels on me, and she's my drag mother. So so Alyssa Edwards, who is an iconic, uh, infamous drag queen, is the first person who introduced drag to Shangela? Yes. I never knew that. And Sahara. Wow. Uh, And more people. There's like several others too. Yeah, that have been on there. Um, So she was choreographing Beyonce's single ladies for three guys doing a charity event one day. (laughs) When one of the guys got sick the night before the show and her friends asked her to fill in, she was running late to the show and they called and said, what's your drag name? She didn't have one at the time, wasn't thinking about it. And so she said, just to put anything down, her friend Brad, who had worked in telemarketing, actually came up with the name. One time he called this lady and cannot get... Wait. One time he called this lady and could not get her name right. And the lady who he was on the phone with said, let me tell you something. My name is Shangela Laquifa Wadley. And don't you forget it. (laughs) Which became one of Shangela's famous lines. So here we have, I forget what year season two was in, but it was a long time no ago. No idea. It was like 2008, 2007 Something maybe. Like that. It was like 10 years more. Shangela was on RuPaul's Drag Race season two. Bless her heart. She didn't know how to sew. <laughs> and the very first <laughs> challenge was their version of like taking these materials and it's not uh, unconventional materials in a way and like make your own dresses Mm -hmm. and they call it like drag on a dime and she had only been doing drag for five months had never sewn anything and went home first (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> and at one point she asked Pandora's box to help her sew her outfit. And RuPaul said, this is RuPaul's Drag Race, not RuPaul's School for Girls. <laughs> for infamous line. Shangela fell into the bottom two in the uh, in the challenge alongside Sahara Davenport, and she lost the limp sync. So in a very surprising twist for season three, Shangela returned to the competition in a giant Christmas box in the second episode, The Queen Who Mopped Xmas. She popped straight out of that she box. She sure did. Shangela was the first queen to ever return to compete from a previous season. The second was Eureka in season nine, who had an accident, hurt her mm-hmm, leg. Mm-hmm. And then the infamous Miss Vanjie, mm-hmm. who came back, uh, who was on season 10 and came back for season 11. So Rue felt that she was ready to compete again and had gained enough experience. Uh, she made it pretty far into season three. She survived 10 episodes and made it into the top five of the competition. Yeah. Sewing was still not her strong suit. And when it came down to it, uh, it was like the... The challenge was to make three outfits, and of course she was going to struggle because she can't really sew. Uh, She ended up falling into the bottom alongside Venus Delight, but she survived the lip sync. She is a performer. And then on the on the fourth second the fourth to last um, Mimi I'm first and India Ferrera were at the bottom, and there's this really infamous scene between Mimi I'm first and Shangela in untucked where Mimi I first says the only reason that Shangela has anything is because she has a sugar daddy. And remember this, I do not have a sugar daddy. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to have a sugar daddy, I could go out and get one because what I am sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. And that is the, (laughs) that is from that episode of untucked. Should we explain? It's famous queer iconography. (laughs) Should we explain super quickly how drag race works like what the format of the show is um i will yeah i'll let me read a little bit more oh, and then i'll okay. explain more Perfect. of it um yeah so it came down to the the sewing challenges she just she couldn't do it and she lost a lip sync against alexis mateo okay. um and so she had to sashay away she didn't win any of the competitions but she did make it in top five and at this point everyone knew who she was, and she like then started her own personal career outside of Drag Race. So Drag Race, to explain, we start with... I maybe should have started with this. Who knows? Is that going to be confusing? No, it's fine. All right. You start with the number of girls is different every season, but let's say there's a dozen girls, and they are here to become America's next drag superstar. Mm-hmm. And RuPaul Charles and uh, the gang. The panel of judges. <laughs> the panel of judges. Michelle Visage, um, Carson Kressley, uh, and... Guest judges each week. Ross Matthews mm-hmm. is usually that, and they're, they kind of alternate in there are trying to find out which one of these girls is going to be the next drag superstar. So every week is a new challenge. If you do really good, you get like immunity. You're definitely safe. You win the competition. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get a trip or a gift card or a little bad crown yeah. or a really bad dress. And if you're in the bottom two, you have to do what is called lip sync for your life. A song chosen beforehand that you did get a chance to practice mm-hmm. and rehearse you have to perform the song, a lip sync, just you and the other girl in front of the panel of judges with all of the other competitors behind you. And you have to br- bring the house down's boots. Mm-hmm. Like you have to outperform, out sing, out lip sync, or not sing, you know, out lip sync, out dance your competitor. And whoever does the worst has to sashay away. Mm-hmm. And the other, Shantae, you stay. 
Yeah, it's like an and what I like about it is that there so there are different challenges every week, but the constants are that every episode the queens have to walk the runway for the judges and basically like show them one of their best looks. Yeah. And then that combined with oh, the challenges runway. determines like who's at the top or bottom and then every episode someone gets eliminated. And the so runway it's a competition is always show. to a RuPaul song. It's, they're always walking to a RuPaul song. <laughs> it's so good. RuPaul is always her face is beat to the gods. There's an after show ready. called Untucked where they like do follow up interviews with the girls or after the, Yeah, episodes. it's like their chance to kind of say how they felt about the competition like no she did terrible she did this so if you hear untucked that's just like kind of the post show and untucked because drag queens tuck their junk like let's be adults about it it's female impersonation you can't do that with a dingling yeah (laughs) because some of these queens wear like body suits and tiny little swimsuits because men can't have hourglass shapes things have to be tucked and that's just how so and untucked is when they spill the tea but a lot of people call it like the ultimate reality show because it's performance based but it's also creation based so you're looking at like project runway yeah the sewing aspect of it american idol american idol for performance and then then it's it's also like charisma its own like entertaining like Mm -hmm. you need to have a personality every girl who has won every girl who has won has had like a personality that fills the room and you know exactly who they are when they walk in they own it they like this and that's what who we think of rupaul rupaul owns any room that she's in um, but yeah, so then the winner wins $100,000, and that's and awesome. And a lifetime stuff. supply of makeup, yeah. usually, which is really cool. And uh, in recent years, since Rue won now two Emmys in a row for the show, yeah, for season 10 and season more. 11, the prizes have been getting really good, and there's also a tour. Like, you do yes. a tour around the United States and, and like Europe. They go all over the place, actually. And you perform. And there's also like a roast show where mm-hmm. they just basically go on and you just talk it's shit a about whole your competitors. Empire now. It's a whole thing. It's taking over. I could not be more happy about that. Um, so that's about Shangela and her way. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Trixie Mattel. Good old Trixie. So Trixie Mattel, very first <laughs> season, season six, which also had Katya. Oh. They were in the same season together. Um, Trixie her her whole person she's a character she is a she is dolly parton barbie yes i think is the best way to explain country folk enormous makeup or very huge eyes a face that is six pounds of makeup on it a wig that is even more weight to her body she's always cinched for the gods or not but she doesn't talk (laughs) which i kind of like about trixie um which rue i don't think likes um but she has such a she's very humble she's also really fucking funny Mm -hmm. she's a really funny girl um and i really i like trixie in that season i didn't think she did bad they just harped her for having a character which yeah they also did for ben de la creme they were like we want to know who you are but that's who trixie is trixie was like no this is legitimately me i'm telling you i'm really awkward and weird and i have a weird sense of humor and i love country music like this is actually me i'm not being a character and they ended up sending her home anyways but all stars too like okay so now we're on to like that's a little bit about trixie do you want to tell a little bit about like his background story and like who he is as a person (laughs) i mean so he comes from like small town um 
uh, where where is he from? I mean, it was bumfuck, whatever. It wasn't Kansas. It was like Missouri, maybe. But he comes from small town America. He was really poor growing up. Like there, was, he at one point when he was a kid, there was like an outdoor outhouse instead of indoor <laughs> plumbing. Um, very conservative family. And the reason, one of the reasons why his name is Trixie Mattel is that he was called Trixie as a little kid, like for being too girly, like as a, as a put down from, I think his stepdad called him Trixie. So when he started getting into drag, he actually started as a makeup artist, like working at the Mac counter in the mall. And then when he started getting into drag, he chose Mattel because that's the brand that makes Barbie for a last name. And then he chose Trixie because that was what he was called when he was being too girly. So he comes from like conservative small town America and is, I think Dolly Parton Barbie is the, like Shangela is like drag Beyonce and Trixie is Dolly Parton Barbie. I think Beyonce wants to be Shangela. Oh, Beyonce loves Shangela. At this point. Like publicly. (laughs) Everyone wants to be Shangela. Um, So they're both, they're so different. They are the most opposite they could be, but stars in their own right, in their own worlds, and they are immortalized forever. So the regular seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race is the format that we were telling you about. All Stars is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. The first season doesn't count. The first season was like an experiment. (laughs) Just to see Um, what it was. It didn't really work. Chad Michaels won, which is valid. Chad Michaels was awesome. But it was also like they really wanted... What they they wanted to bring girls back from past seasons, and they didn't quite know the format that they wanted yet. And when it got to All Star season two, basically, which was created so that Alaska could win <laughs> because Alaska did not win season five, uh, which was very controversial. Um, but anyway, so yeah, when the cast for the second season of All Stars was canou- announced, it was immediately clear why, so that they could give a show to Alaska because when she didn't win the crown from Jinx Monsoon it was very controversial people didn't think that Jinx should have won all of this da 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 so they started doing the second one but Alaska had already been doing like a ton of stuff before the show she had a world tour she launched a web series she had a stage production of Sex in the City Um, she had a well received album called Anus (laughs) Yep. Um, and she auditioned for every single season her boyfriend won Sharon Needles one season four and she came on to season five like with all of this weight of like i need to do just as well and she did she really did do as well i think rue got pissed in one of the challenges she did boy drag which i think is Uh why she didn't win i think this is the only detail i've watched the season like five or six times in one of the seasons they were supposed to do this fake children's show like you know sesame street but it's like a bunch of drag queens and you're supposed to just be dirty and make it like it's for kids but it's disgusting and alaska did boy drag he was he was a little farmer he has little mm-hmm. hair he had like eyelashes on maybe and little dots on his face but he was a boy and rue does not like that yeah. you are it's female impersonation at the end of the day and everyone else did it everyone else got into this character and can make it work why couldn't you be a female farmer girl anyways so that's why i think she didn't win that season and jinx monsoon did one of the best um snatch games which is their version of match game except you have to impersonate celebrities yeah celebrity and jinx monsoon did little edie and it was really good um so alaska won season two so season three was announced and all of the queens were announced and at the time Everyone was like, oh, Trixie Mattel is going to be on there. They had Shangela. Um, 
I'm trying to think Thorgy and Milk and uh, Kennedy Davenport. Other very popular. And BB Zahara Bonet. Like, it was all of these people. The girl who actually won the very first season of Drag Race, BB, was on All Stars 3. And it was like, oh, the stacks were uh, in the cards were in favor of Trixie because she had like this. She came up, like, she started her career essentially. Like, the show mm-hmm. gave her the name like and like this is who Trixie Mattel is but she worked her ass off she got her un show on YouTube Mm -hmm. she did the with the world of wonder YouTube series uh with Katya and it got so popular that Vice hired them and they had their own show on Viceland and then she had her own cable show she also had an album that's top charts and iTunes Mm -hmm. called one stone and then followed it up with two birds (laughs) Um, and she also tours as a comedian, and she brings a quirky band of humor in the stages all across the world. Yeah, she basically like was on her first the first season she did of Drag Race, and then like created this great career coming out like of an it, empire, you and know? then came back to. So All-Stars. then, when she was announced for All Stars three, it was like okay. <laughs> um, so, anyways, whereas Alaska used her All Stars two stint in the show, why she should have won season five, winning four of the six challenges, beating her opponents in three lip syncs, and avoiding the bottom into the penultimate challenge, Trixie's return to the season's competition was shaky, especially at the beginning. For the first two weeks, she failed to make a strong impression, and by the third, her performance still wasn't enough to push her to the top. And by the time she finally won a challenge in the fifth week, she had already found herself in the bottom already. But she was saved at the time. We were mm-hmm. choosing lipsticks. Uh, she would find herself there again the following week. Uh, coming into last or coming into the finale, she was a two-time winner, but she had failed to win any lip sync. So in All Stars, you actually lip sync to win. Mm-hmm. Like the two, the top two compete to like be the best. And she had won two challenges, but she hadn't won any of them. Um, so Ben de la Creme was on this also on the season. Um, she had returned to the se- to the competition after being pretty absent in the drag scene after winning Miss Congeniality in season six. Um, she was killing the competition. She had won everything. In week six, she became Ben de la Christ and eliminated <laughs> herself so that she didn't have to vote out Trixie. So at this point, it, the only obvious choice who to get rid of at that point would have been Trixie because she wasn't doing as good as everyone else. Right. In season All-Stars 3, they were picking performance. They were like, she did really good in all these challenges. She deserves to stay. So Trixie would have gone home, I think, if Ben De La Creme had not self-eliminated. Yeah. So... Ben Lacrem had won so many challenges, um, but she decided to just remove herself. And where am I? And at the time, she was the front runner. And then, as like the next number of wins for challenges was Shangela, and then right behind that was Trixie. So it was like Shangela was doing second best, and then there was Trixie kind of there too. But like she was kind of tied with other girls. They were no one was doing terrible really at this point, but Ben Delacrem was winning everything. Ben Delacrem right. got rid of herself. Um of course, simple statistics don't necessarily betray the strongest competitor. After all, Trixie's two wins put her very close behind Shangela, and as Katya suggested in All Stars 2, math isn't everything. 
like who wins what isn't the most important factor in mm. like who wins the show. Trixie's slow start in the competition makes for a compelling character arc, especially since she did seem to kick into overdrive after putting things into perspective. By the finale, Trixie was carrying herself as a winner. She had done well in a number of challenges preceding the episode, and for her self-written verse in the finale song, she took the risk of recording a rap, Clearly, um, despite clearly feeling more comfortable singing country, and in her runway look, a beautiful black gown that accentuated her gorgeous fake curves was transcendent. In many ways, she did appear to be the potential winner. Now, the thing that made All Stars 3 different is when it came down to the final four, all of the girls who had been eliminated voted for who the top two were. Oh, yes, that's right. Which was not... (laughs) Which the entire season, it was basically like, who has been doing the best? Those, that's the girl who should win. By this time, everyone's feelings were a little hurt and were a little miffed and sure. had a little bit of an issue. Since Ben de la Creme was gone, the next person who had sent the most girls home was Shangela. Uh, and how the ranking went, it was like every girl had to pick two lipsticks. The first one you picked is who you thought should be. It was like a certain amount of points in the second. So you're basically, who do you want in the top two? And then this is where it gets like controversial about was the right choice made. And so at the end of the day, they chose Kennedy Davenport and Trixie to be the top two and BB Sahara Benet and Shangela were just immediately eliminated from the game. Mm -hmm. Even though Shangela was doing like crazy good this whole time and she had just grown so much she had that she had a really compelling storyline too where she had been on season two was terrible did season three did better created like this really good career became a household name like for gay people and got to this point and it was like pretty heartbreaking to see like you could see the look on her face like i hate thinking about it because it just makes you really sad she's like i worked so hard to get to this point where then it became like a popularity contest and she didn't win the popularity contest along with BB, but like they were like, we're not going to crown a girl twice. Yeah. Is what they said. So Rue did not expect this. No one expected this. Yeah. Rue- Michelle Visage is actually very outspoken about this and says like they didn't do that, what we thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. But because they gave the power to the eliminated girls and it was like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. We, they no longer have any influence over the production. And our final two became Trixie Mattel and Kennedy Davenport. Yeah. Who everybody, Kennedy was actually the most voted. Like Trixie just hadn't pissed anyone off. And Trixie had a really funny, like they got to sit in front of everyone and talk about it. And Trixie was just like, guys, I, this was just so much fun. Like I, I know all of you, like you guys know, like what my, the show, everything that I do, I'm already a winner. Like I've already, I get to do something I love every day. And it was like really humble about it. And I really liked Trixie's response in that, but everyone, it's just made everyone laugh too. Cause she's like, I'm terrible. Like, uh, I'm a monster and all well, this. Like she also acknowledged, she was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Like- this is really weird. I can't believe I'm talking to the guys. Cause she sat down and she was like, first of all, fuck all of you. I hate you all. Yeah. Like in this, but Kennedy Davenport like had never done anything wrong. She was just a lovely person to be around. Mm-hmm. She's the drag mother to like a million people kind of thing. And she's just a great person. So it came down to those two. Uh, they did their like final performance, but it wasn't going to be Kennedy. Like it, 
I'm pretty sure Rue, if Rue wanted to make a top two, it would have been uh, Trixie and Shangela, and yeah. Shangela would have won. Like, Shangela was favored to win. It was it was not a big deal. Shangela was going to win. This was Shangela's season. Um, <laughs> so they did their... Um, they did their dance, like their, their lip sync, Kennedy and Trixie, and Trixie ended up winning. She won. She's crowned. All Stars won her her spot in the Drag Hall of Fame, All Stars 3. But did the right person win, is what we're going to say. It's a question whose answer depends on who you ask. <laughs> if the name of the game is to crown the queen who had been representing Drag Race outside the show, it should be Trixie Mattel. Like... Uh, Viceland, oh sorry, she has iTunes chart topping, Viceland show having inedible, inedible, I don't want to say that word, the Trixie Mattel. She really did earn it. Her record of two challenge wins is not bad, but the show is about crowning the queen who performs the best throughout this competition. Mm-hmm. When Drag Race has some things to consider, because in this case, Shangela Laquifa Wadley, the three-time challenge winner, should have won this season but the politics of the show right messed with it like because the r- different people got to pick who the final two were which had never been done again and that never happened again yeah <laughs> when all stars four came around the rue said i will be choosing who wins the show from now on um so with all of that being said at like as soon as shangela was because it was really fast it was like who are the top two they're singing and now a winner is chosen. It was like, oh, Shandle is going to be pissed. What's going to happen with Drag Race? This is really controversial. Trixie, all of this. But do you think those two and their reputation with Drag Race and their uh, their relationship with Drag Race, do you think they all stayed friends? Well, I, I mean, I know the actual answer. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to say? Well, how about with Shangela? Yeah. You... Okay. That answer, too. <laughs> Well, good. Since you already know the answer, we'll just go into... I found a nice little interview between E.W. and Shangela, which actually answers a lot of questions, and it made me happy. So shortly after the finale aired, uh, E.W. had a chat with Shangela to get through some of the epic uh, situations of the dramatic season, how gag she was at the vote, and Thorgy being the only person who actually voted for her, which is ironic because Thorgy was so outspoken and crazy. Um, and how she thinks Drag Race's uh, fans have reacted to Trixie and how that actually, like, how, if that's re- good or not. <laughs> because okay. Trixie got a bunch of flack for this because sure. she won. So, like, I, the, the actually, the person who introduced me to Drag Race was a guy that I was dating, um... And he was very outspoken against Trixie. Mm-hmm. Like he said, she didn't have talent. She was awful. She was this. Shangela should have won all of this. And I, and I'm just like, I mean, but she didn't. Like Trixie did win, and Trixie is successful, and Trixie makes me laugh. Like mm-hmm. everyone makes me laugh. It kind of goes back to like, just because you don't think it's funnier or better than this doesn't mean it's bad. Like it, it can be entertaining to other people like i can also agree that shangela was great and trixie was great sure like and it's not fine all right so entertainment winkley said shangela it's so good to speak with you i wish it were under better circumstances how are you holding up <laughs> shangela oh honey i've had the spirit of a survivor i refer to myself as Denor- daenerys stormborn <laughs> even though the battle didn't go in my favor i will forever remain a queen hallelujah 
Yes, you certainly will. But Miss Shangela, the internet is pissed about their queen who didn't win. And Trixie is getting dragged on Twitter right now. How do you feel about that? Well, I haven't been on social media much. I've been flying from LA to Philadelphia. Honey, I've been inundated with so much love, text messages. I've seen a little bit of the backlash, but I'm not trying to get involved in it right now. I have to process my own feelings, and at the same time, I'm in the middle of a 70-city tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to continue doing what I've been doing since day one, which is speaking to students across U.S., performing for people around the world, and spreading my love and best, that is, uh, for what I can, you know, Something in line with the mission would be standing against these vicious things people are saying about Trixie. If you could say anything to the fans, what would you say? Is the people are just speaking their feelings. If they feel so invested in my journey and they feel disappointed, I identify with that. I really do. But even in the tune of disappointment, I don't think sending hate or negativity is the way to deal with it important Mm -hmm. the way i've dealt with disappointment or challenges in my life is to find the bright spot and focus on it keep working hard and you will have your day in the sun that's how i hope my fans will be don't throw hate at trixie she isn't even on the jury who cut the final four down to the top two but i wouldn't throw hate to the eliminated girls either the best way to move forward is to do just that move forward with love and light And please keep sending me these lovely messages. I need them and I appreciate them. I was also disappointed by not winning, but the only thing that I can control in my life, even when the rules change, is how you react. And the way that I'm reacting is to stay motivated. Trust me, I'm never going to give up. I'm Daenerys Stormborn. Mm. This was before the finale of Game of Thrones, before (laughs) that was a negative thing. But I feel like this is a recurring theme every season. Why do you think Drag Race fans in particular get so vicious about this show? Wait a minute, I have this to say. I don't think that our fans are any different or more vicious than any other competition that has a legion of fans. Look at sports. I'm in Philadelphia right now. You want to talk about crazy? You talk about these. I don't even know much about football. The Eagles, right? These fans, they burn the city down after the Super Bowl. You don't see drag race fans running around burning the city. We love our fans that we are invested in. Should we feed into the negativity? No. Should we honor their feelings? Yes, I think we should. (laughs) Baby, when you have grief, you have to feel it. To our fans, I say go ahead, feel your feelings. Just don't stay in them too long. And we're all going forward and we're all going to win in the end. She's so positive. (laughs) I feel like the queens on the show usually take... I'll always take the attitude of, well, we should hush the angry fans up. I would like, oh, I like that you don't see it that way. The people who do, and this is Shandela, I'm sorry. The people who do that are usually the girls that sometimes might not be represented the most positive things themselves. Some of these girls, I'm not going to name any, wanted to start a whole anti-bullying campaign after the second and third episode of All Stars 3. I'm all for anti-bullying, but I think I've represented that in my... I've represented that my entire life. Mm. I don't have to start a brand new campaign. They're only doing it because all the time they were experiencing bullying. Later on down the season, when other girls were experiencing bullying, they were dead silent on the whole campaign. You have to watch out for those girls. In the end, it turns out they were some of the biggest bullies in the end. You have to watch where your messages are coming from and always be true to you. I think I know exactly which queens you're talking about. Uh, And she just laughed. Were you surprised the only of 
uh, that only one queen, Thorgy of all people, voted for you to advance the top two. She says, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised when I didn't get voted to move uh, from the four to the two, especially after I knew it was going to be the eliminated girls voting. I know you'd love to see the humanity shine through here, but I know people. So I had a feeling this wasn't going in my direction. I was very disappointed that those became the rules, but to see that none of the girls gave me any points except for Thorgy, yes, I was cracked at that point. In life, you can't control what other people are going to do. You can't control how they're going to behave. All you can control is how you are going to react. I've been a survivor my entire life. I've worked hard to get where I am. I hope I can represent... Uh, I get, I can represent to my fans that you are never to give up in life, that you can win. When you came in the door and was able to sh- showcase to the world what I've evolved into, I felt like I won. And to stay true to who you are and are proud of what you have done, you win. And I definitely feel like I'm walking home with a win. Uh, so she has a really good opinion about it, I think. And, and yeah. I like that she says it's really nothing against Trixie. Trixie didn't do anything wrong, which is true because she she didn't even, she didn't vote. And like for people to not be mad at the girls who did vote. Um, So from this point, uh, she, Changela has been great. She's been doing so many things. Um, (laughs) She was in, she's in, in several movies at this point, including a star is born, Mm -hmm. which had Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper in it. Um, and she is doing her tour, uh, which is called Shangela is Shook, and she has an album coming out, and she's just doing her she's just doing her thing, and she's happy. So I do think that they all stay friends. No, yeah, they definitely <laughs> are friends. They all stayed on good terms, even though the internet really wanted to pin people against each other. Yeah, no, they didn't let that happen. You no, know, Trixie shuts out Shangela all the time on her show. Yeah. And that is the story of Shangela and All-Stars Drag Race 3. Oh my goodness, so much inside gay baseball. <laughs> Metaphorical baseball, not actual Yay. baseball. Yay, I just stumbled through that. I could hear myself not knowing how to read. <laughs> it's fine. We don't show up for me reading. We show up for Gabe <laughs> reading. <laughs> for me reading? We love hearing Gabe read. I have to get my situation here. Ooh. Well, I am also doing a uh, reality TV-based situation. Yeah. Not a competition show. And in fact, this is one of the very early reality TV shows. And this is going to be interesting because, as we've said in the past, Colton wasn't permitted to watch much (laughs) secular television in early days. Only VeggieTales. And I... I wasn't not allowed to watch these shows, but whenever they were on, there was definitely always some pretty strong eye roll energy from my mom because they're like, it's trashy TV. And it was early days reality TV, so people didn't quite like know what this programming was like or know what to expect, and so it all just seemed kind of weird. So that said, I am also doing a bit of a different take on a relationship because this isn't a romantic relationship. This is the story of the friendship breakup of Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montag. Oh, no. From the incredibly popular MTV reality series, The Hills. Oh, that that 2002 filter. (sighs) Yes, indeed. We're going to go back to early days. We're going to hear about their friendship, their reality TV experiences. She has like a clothing line now. She has all kinds of things. She's really rich. Um... But in order to talk about The Hills, we have to go back 
because before the hills, first, there was Laguna Beach. Oh. It was actually the real, like, official long title was Laguna Beach, the real Orange County. That was the name of the show. Orange County. And it followed um, a group of kids from Laguna Beach High School. So these were kids in high school. And um, it was one of the early reality TV shows. Basically, producers pitched it MTV bit and they made the show where camera crews and producers followed these kids um, during their like final years of high school before they left for college. And mainly it was a lot of like house party coverage and like, which isn't real. Yeah. Like no one parties put together for the show. And like, you'd never really saw them at the school because the school isn't going to let a reality series come and film there. (laughs) That would be weird. But basically the show Laguna beach was narrated by Lauren Conrad. She was a senior uh, at Laguna beach high school at the time. And so it was kind of from her point of view uh, some other people on the show, I'll just say the names because people who might have watched the show, some names might just jog your memories. Um, other classmates and people on the show were Lo Bosworth, Stephen Coletti, Morgan Olson, Trey Phillips, Christina Schuler, and then juniors at the time, Kristen Cavallari and Talon Torriero. Uh, the second season of Laguna Beach, because Lauren graduated and like went off to school, was narrated by Kristen Cavallari, and then some other characters were added for the second season of Can Laguna we watch, Beach. <laughs> I wonder. I haven't looked, but I wonder they have to be available on some. I just want to hear somewhere. her talk like this. I'm really excited about my senior year. The third season was narrated by a uh, uh, student, Tessa Keller. I never watched that season. I don't know her very well. <laughs> Who the fuck is but. Uh, Laguna Beach started Lauren Conrad's reality TV career, and after she graduated and Laguna Beach was over, the show The Hills came out on MTV. What hills? Are they alive? Are they... Do they have eyes? Oh, it took me a second to put that together. With the sound of moving. Um, Do they have... Okay, so basically The Hills followed Lauren, who basically... Now, she's no longer in high school, but she's pursuing a career in fashion. She's going to FIDM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, I think is what it's called. Um, And at the time, it also featured her best friend and roommate in Los Angeles, Heidi Montag. Mm. And their close slash best friends, Audrina Partridge and Whitney Port. Okay. Now, I'm into this. Basically, we've seen Lauren from the Hills move. Nope, Lauren from Laguna Beach move from Laguna Beach to actual Los Angeles. So, the Hills is, of course, Hollywood. She's here in Hollywood. She's pursuing her dream of um, becoming a designer. There's actual footage of like her in classes at FIDM, which you know, all the other students were annoyed and like, who's this girl like filming our class? Whatever. Um, no, because they all watch Laguna Hills. <laughs> Um, it, so it follows like their time in the city, uh, just to kind of paint a picture of who these people are. Um, Lauren was the main focus of Laguna Beach and the Hills. And the best way I can describe her is like the girl next door who's sweet and likable, kind of unproblematic, but participating in all the drama. But she's the girl who's always saying, I don't like the drama, but she's still participating in it. 
she's also quite boring like very <laughs> vanilla very plain like kind of has those dead emotionless eyes all the time because she's just non problematic she's just kind of like yeah like she she's kind of like the straight man in the comedy who doesn't tell any of the do- jokes they're just there to like listen to the jokes yeah um, uh-huh that's and so funny. You're so funny. Heidi is the more like bubbly, boisterous, energetic one. She's the kind of girl that you always see wearing those early 2000s tiny, tiny little shorts that are basically like bikini bottoms with tiny little leg yes. tunnels. Like, I have seen them. The, like those tiny, tiny little shorts running around, <laughs> being flirty, making jokes. Like, I'm crazy. She's like the most blonde you could ever be. That's <laughs> Heidi. But they really did have, like, a solid relationship and friendship on the show. It didn't feel like it was staged for the show. They, like, actually were roommates. They lived together, I, not like, just during the show. I, recently saw a clip from that. I bet, yeah. Which was those two, and they're just, like, talking in their room, like, putting their clothes up. And it was, like, so oh, good. I should ask. So, you weren't allowed to really be watching these shows at this time. Did you watch any of The Hills? It's one of the things that I was talking about, which is, like... I know what it is. Uh-huh. I know who all I I like understand the show, but no, as far as like watching it, yeah. maybe I've seen a few scenes okay. like Jersey Shore. But yeah. like I know what the Jersey Shore Shore is. But I love this because it's like I know the characters involved, but yep. I don't know the story. the The energy of the show is much more like early days Keeping Up with the Kardashians more than it is uh, some of the more like. Like, I don't really think of it the same way as Jersey Shore or the real world, because those have more of, like, a specific premise. This is just, like, camera crews falling around certain people. So it feels very, like, er, like the precedent for what the Kardashians Were there, like, storylines? There were storylines, but what like we're going to talk written? about... What we're going to talk about is going to be the main storyline that goes through all the seasons. Oh. But one of the early storylines is that... Um, Lauren was in a relationship with. I need to find his name because which so one gets pregnant first? Um, I think a pregnancy scare was a storyline, but it was just a scare. It's gotta. That's like um, my whole twenty two thousand nine. But basically, Lauren had a relationship <laughs> with. I didn't even hear what you just said. What did you say? Uh, I made a pregnancy scare joke oh, and then I said that was me in two thousand nine, which makes no sense because I'm a man. <laughs> And that's why it's a joke. Uh, We like to explain our jokes. Thanks for making me explain my joke. Uh, So Lauren uh, had a boyfriend named Jason Waller. And a lot of the storylines were kind of around the drama of like her romantic relationship. A lot of it pretty much fabricated for the show. Like they were fighting over like something that didn't make sense. And then they eventually resolved it like that kind of stuff. You um, said that you were going to hang out with me on the 14th, and now it's the 15th. <laughs> I thought you said the 15th three-episode arc. Basically, that's uh, a so good way the Kardashians. To describe it. Um, but, uh, oh, also part of this circle uh, is Brody Jenner, <gasps> who is one oh, of no. Caitlyn Jenner's kids. Yeah, and he was part of the Hills early days like in those early seasons he was like friends with all these people specifically with Kristen Cavallari from uh Laguna Beach who popped into the hills sometimes but basically uh, they're all in the same area yeah they're all like friends and hanging out so we have Lauren lead of the show best friend Heidi everything's great now in 2006 Kristen Cavallari and Brody Jenner introduce Heidi to this guy named Spencer um Spencer He's what I would call the absolute worst. 
he is a like chauvinist frat boy like hollywood like bro who is just about like getting drunk and partying same he's the kind of boyfriend who will like make a bad joke at your expense while you're sitting on his lap surrounded by your friends and then you as the girlfriend just like ha, isn't he so silly he's joking all the time when in reality he just totally like he just said you were fat yeah he totally just yeah w- treated you like a complete asshole like that's his energy like, that's all i've ever through. tried to be um and let's see can i be him for halloween Kristen told uh entertainment weekly in 2009 about them meeting she said i had known heidi when she was friends with Lauren and we were still filming Laguna Beach, Heidi was like, hook me up with someone. I want to meet a guy. And Brody and I were kind of like, well, maybe Spencer. We'll see what happens. So we all went on a double date. So Kristen and Brody were together at the time. We all went on a double date and they just hit it off right away. And now they're married. So that will tell you that things evolved with Heidi and Spencer. So they got together and became really serious right away. So that they Lots met in 2006. Jokes. Lauren was not a fan of Spencer right away because he was very Good clearly girl. an ass. And yeah. she was like, why are you, why is this guy in our apartment all the time? Like who he, she just automatically, and she's why like the nice, her milk? she didn't say any of that, of course, because she's like the kind of nice, sweet friend who's trying not to step on toes, but essentially saying like, I don't like this guy at oh, all. Oh, I like those people because they don't outwardly say anything negative. They're like, Oh, I was really going to use some milk for cereal. Do you know what happened to it? Mm-hmm. Alias Spencer drank it. Oh, yeah. And then every once in a while, they would have a heart to heart where they would sit down and she'd be like, you know, like, I just like, like, I just feel like, like I need to be honest. And like, I just, I I want what's best for you. Oh, I love like, that. And, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you, like, who to spend time with, but, like, I just worry about you. Like, never actually saying I don't like Spencer, but talking about it. any of my friends said they want what's best for me, burn it down. All of it's <laughs> down. All of you are in jail. All of you are scrubbing toilets for pennies. Don't talk to me. Burn down to the ground. What's best for me? This Ugh. happened multiple times, though. And yes. basically, a year after Heidi met, uh, started dating Spencer... She and Lauren had had multiple arguments about Spencer, and then Heidi finally moved out (gasps) and was no longer roommates with Lauren, and she moved out to move in with Spencer. (gasps) Ooh, bad call, Heidi. Now, Spencer never liked Lauren because she's the best friend telling... And she's on his shit. Exactly. She's the best friend telling his girl that he's awful, so he doesn't like her, Remember, if you're a dick and your girl's best friend doesn't like you, that solidifies that you're a dick. So what does he do in response? Gets her pregnant. He does not get her pregnant, but he starts a rumor that (gasps) Lauren and her boyfriend, Jason, have a sex tape. (gasps) So Lauren immediately, <laughs> immediately Lauren went to her website and made a post saying, website. Um, I am posting this note on my website regarding the reports that have circulated the internet this morning. Jason and I would like to make it clear that we did not make a tape with us having sex. Jason and I are both shocked and hurt that people would say such horrible things about us. What's wrong with I the sex I can't tape? believe that somebody would go to such great lengths to try to damage my reputation. Around the same time, Kim now, Kardashian was getting famous with hers. That's exactly what I wanted to say, which is, first of all, you shouldn't be... It's not disgusting. You shouldn't be backpedaling away from... Like your sex life. 
Well, yeah. But the issue is, why is someone making a comment about my sex life? Yeah, it's that's not like that. That's the issue. If like, you guys want to make a little tape, do whatever you do want. What you want to do. Throw that VHS in there. Do it. But Who cares? So, like, don't apologize for having a sex life. I, this was some years ago, right? This was 2007. Yeah. Hopefully, now we understand. The media like, is still pretty. You shouldn't strange. be criticized for having a sex life, but it's definitely with like totally valid for her to be like, it's really crazy that he would make comments about our sex life. That's very shitty and stuff. Yeah. Later that year, Lauren uh, ran into Heidi and Spencer at a friend's birthday party, and they had, like, a little confrontation. So, basically, the whole show is about the feud between Lauren and Heidi. It's like, are they going to make up? Is Spencer going to keep being an ass? Will they be friends? Are they talking? Like, that's what the show became. What if we had had a show about us and the time we weren't talking (laughs) to each other? That would have been a mess. It would have been very That would have been really good TV, though. And, the, like, that's why people watch the show. It was all about, like, you're either Team Ugh. Heidi or you're Team Lauren or you just want them to be friends. I'm Team Jacob. Edward was bad for Edward, her. Edward, very problematic. Uh, but so they have this moment where they interact with each other at a party and Lauren, it basically escalates to Lauren, uh, like, saying to her at the party, basically screaming at her, you're a bad person. <gasps> I feel bad for you. You know what you did. You're a sad, pathetic person. Wait, Heidi said that Lauren to Lauren? Lauren said this to Heidi. Lauren. Two years later. Oh, my God. In 2009, Lauren revealed that... Because basically it was always this, like, Spencer being like, I didn't spread that rumor. And Lauren being like, you did spread that rumor. And you're lying about spreading that rumor. I cannot be friends with you when you're defending your boyfriend for doing this bad thing. Like, that was the, yeah, the clincher. That's what she's saying. And so, a couple years after all this feuding was happening, Lauren finally came forward and admitted that Spencer... Or, she revealed that Spencer had actually outright admitted that he did start the rumor. Like, during a fight, she, he told her, like, yeah, I spread the Wait, rumor. back in the day before Twitter and stuff, how did you start rumors about people? All through, like, the tablet and stuff oh okay because these were all they were in tabloids yeah all tabloids and this was also like early days um uh like facebook so there was stuff online like everyone had a personal website or like people had ways of posting information they had blogs and all this crap Uh, right and so what a world in 2009 lauren revealed like no no this isn't a he said she said spencer admitted it and then she actually told um so this was at the paley fest in la like in during an interview she she said to the audience like no no he admitted it i wasn't making it up and this is a quote from her she said we actually have it on tape spencer takes responsibility and apologizes for it and then she says sorry spoiler but like it's on tape i didn't make this up and then gotta get the receipt a few days later, after this interview, Lauren reluct- reluctantly goes to Spencer and Heidi's televised wedding. <sighs> oh, I hate Spencer. So Spencer and Heidi get married, and Heidi or Lauren says, they literally locked me in the basement with two security guards and wouldn't let me leave. And I was like, you can't keep me here. And I was throwing a fit. It's basically like the producers were like, we need to film this. You gotta stay. And she's like, I don't want to be at this wedding anymore. So it was not good. Then in 2015, about five years later, after all this, Spencer himself admits to spreading the rumors about the sex tape and says (laughs) in an interview for Complex Magazine, 
He says, Lauren is a cold-hearted killer. That's what people don't get. She will cut you in your sleep. She tried to destroy us. You're if a you, shitty dude, dude. If you want to throw missiles, I'm throwing a nuke. That's how I operate. Ew. And then Heidi chimed in and said, today I would be like, bitch, you know what you did. So five years later, they're still salty, but finally admitting that they did, in fact, spread the rumor. <sighs> this is what caused their split in friendship was that Heidi got with Spencer and then Spencer spread lies about so her. So Spencer is the reason they Spencer's the friends. reason they split up and Heidi chose basically Spencer over Never Lauren. choose a man over your friend. And this ever. is where we reach the part of the story where I asked oh. if you think that they ever got back together and became friends again I hope or if so. they did not i hope that spencer fell off a cliff but didn't die and his <laughs> legs just broke and i'm not wishing death upon you spencer i know you're a, a nuke and all you're such a tough man um oh i hope so they did not stay friends no there's no hope <laughs> in 2017 Heidi did congratulate Lauren on her pregnancy via social media. And her $100 million. Saying, congrats, Lauren Conrad, on your pregnancy. You're going to be a great mom. She tweeted that. But they don't talk and they're not friends. A little update for you on where these women are. Where are they? Lauren Conrad is basically trying to be like the younger version of Goop. Like she has a lifestyle website that actually like makes her money. Um she has multiple fashion lines, one called Elsie Lauren Conrad, one called Paper Crown, Her Dillards. one called the Beauty <laughs> Department, and she's a founder, co-founder of an online store called The Little Market. They're not available at Dillard's, but she is available at Nordstrom and Kohl's. Come on, Kohl's. Um, she has, Kohl's cash. and you know how much this pains me to say, she has, quote, written some novels. She sure has. L.A. Candy was a young adult novel released in 2009. It became a New York Times bestseller. It was basically a novelization (laughs) of her life. It was, quote, written by Lauren Conrad and actually written by a ghostwriter. It was then (laughs) expanded into a series with other titles added to the series called Sweet Little Lies and then Sugar and Spice. Side question. Would you ever ghostwrite something for a celebrity? I would not. Even if you got paid a lot? I would. No, of course you're getting paid. That's the whole thing. I would not do it. What's for your a, price? I would not do it for standard pay. I would do it for twice. Well, who's it good? Pay. Jacob Satorius gets you on Instagram and says, I would love for you to ghostwrite my novel. And what's your price? 500000 minimum. Okay. To ghost? Yeah. I feel that. Yep. She wrote a spin-off book series starting with a novel called The Fame Game, followed by another novel called Starstruck. I hate this all very much. That's a lot. In 2010, she was going to do another show with MTV about her career passions, um, but she didn't want to film details of her private life, so MTV said, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> That's the whole point. In 2017, she had an affordable swimwear, li- swimwear line that she released <laughs> through Kohl's. And last year in 2019, she started a podcast called Asking for a Friend. I know nothing about it. Can but we it's be on there. it? Would you like to guess her net worth? $25. million. Oh, see, I, I thought I was highball like too much at 100, so I quartered it. You quartered and then it. it was yeah. pretty good. 40, 40 is, good. is pretty great. Hey, good for you, girl. Now let's learn about Heidi. <sighs> 
<laughs> so Heidi, Heidi, after the hills, um, she and Spencer uh, did a lot more TV work together. Ugh. They became known together as Spidey. And now they have the show Flip or Flop on HGTV. Like I said, they were married. That was 2009. Later in 2009, they appeared on the second season of the American version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. What is that? Uh, I don't know. It's just a reality show. In January 2010, Heidi released a studio album (gasps) called Superficial. It was... Just completely destroyed by critics and did not make its money back. Can we use one of the songs as our new intro outro song? Would you like to hear one? Yes, but you need to put it in front of the camera. That's an ad. (laughs) (laughs) One moment. Uh, This opened on my... Turn your mic and point the mic so that it's facing it. This is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like turn it. There you go. Easier said than done. Here we go. Okay, here she is. <gasps> hmm. I want this. Come on. What's she saying? I want to walk down the aisle to this. What is she actually saying? Maserati. Paparazzi. Magazine. What? I didn't catch anything else. Maserati, Maserati, Paparazzi. Paparazzi. The third word. Um, how much? How many views do you think the music video has? That was posted in 2016. 175,000. 42,000. It's basically it's it's the type of music video that i made in high school that's just like a montage of all the clips i took of my friends like talking and walking (laughs) that's the whole music video talking and walking it did not do well this did not do well um she also received a lot of criticism after undergoing 10 cosmetic surgery procedures in one day 10 she got a whole new face and people were like "Ooh, girl did she go to renee zellweger's guy i don't know her first guy maybe love you renee in 2011 she was on another uh, reality tv series called famous food where a bunch of celebrities competed to like win a restaurant partnership okay um then she and uh spencer were on the british version of celebrity big brother and then celebrity big brother 19 the all-star version she auditioned to replace Megan Fox in the later Transformers movies. I don't know why she published, like, publicized that because she definitely didn't get the part. Um, <laughs> she then tried to make a second studio album, even though the first one lost money. It was never released. She was also on the shows Marriage Boot Camp, Celebrity Wife Swap, and Big Brother's Bit on the Side. <sighs> then, in 2018, <laughs> at the MTV VMAs, it was announced that there would be a reboot of The Hills called The Hills New Beginnings, slated to premiere in 2019. Heidi that. was announced to be part of the cast, Stop and the it. series started on June 24th of 2019. It got renewed for a second season. <gasps> While filming, Heidi started working on new music and released a Christian pop single called Glitter and Glory. This is getting worse. And here that is for you. 
Oh, I kind of like this. This sounds like a Christian song. Jesus. Sounds like the Friday girl. What's wrong with her voice? <laughs> Open your nostrils, girl. So, uh... So you can you better believe that the cover is her praying to God. That's the picture she has. The only time Even she says God is when Spencer's going down. She's once on her. again famous for wearing those tiny little booty shorts and being with an asshole boyfriend. So I'm not sure why she went. So she's Christian still pop. with Spencer. She's still with Spencer to this day. That's insane. By 2008, she and Spencer had a combined net worth of $10 million, but mm. they spent it all. They spent their $10 million. Sucks to suck. She, oh, Spencer admitted in a magazine interview, we were immature and got caught up. Every time we'd go out to eat, we'd order $4,000 bottle, $4, bottles of wine. Heidi was going to the mall and dropping twenty dollars and $30,000 a day. We thought we were Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> $20,000. I don't spend that much a year. <laughs> now here's the part that makes me really sad oh. is talking about their comeback. So they had money. They lost it all. They spent it. <laughs> and the information about their quote comeback is that in 2018, Spencer won the Shorty Award for Best Snapchatter of the Year. <sighs> no. And he now monetizes his social media platform in order to sell his handmade crystals he takes crystals and he makes like necklaces out of them and little carvings he has a business called pratt daddy crystals and he apparently sells about 200 of them a week their current net worth is not even estimated but that's the comeback that i have for them i, I have a dream time gone by. and that is the story of lauren conrad and heidi montag breaking up as friends if you had to choose to have the life so you you swap out with one of these girls at their age same age of Heidi or Snooky from the Jersey Shore which one do you take over Wait, no questions age? asked whatever their age is like currently right now no at the time of their fame oh Snooky you'd be Snooky yeah because she has money still <laughs> it's all you don't want to be with spencer and have no money i don't want to be with spencer you don't want your net worth not snooki, to be listed <laughs> i believe snooki is a single mom and that she and jaywell like made another show and made, she might so. be a radio host now and like she still has money like she didn't wait good call long. i would also be snooki i think snooki's the right answer i'd be tall snooki if you watched the hills and uh, there was a specific moment that um, you want to relive, feel free to reach out to us at Best Texas Pod <laughs> on Instagram or bestexaspod at gmail.com. We are here to talk about all kinds of relationships, including friendships and drag reality TV show competitionships. And to and... break apart my reading skills because <laughs> I can't do it. I'm actually really tired. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Be sure to drop us a review if you feel like doing it. If you feel like putting us in the top two from the top four and voting for us to become America's next drag podcaster, let us know. If you want to start a rumor in the review section of Apple Podcasts about sex tapes, please feel free. Just make sure you leave a review. I, I'm pretty sure Gabe has a sex tape. You think I have a sex tape? Yeah, and we think you're waiting. You're sitting on it, waiting to release it. You know like that him. I... 
<laughs> waiting to release it. Yeah, it would really help my children's literature career <laughs> to drop a sex tape. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, and we will see you next time. See you next time. I'm going to pop another allergy pill and get this party started. Yeah. Bye. The hills are alive.